0: Single soul. And in CG and TV to
1: you.
0: Hello and welcome to Living Life. Have you ever had a moment when you're engaged in a project? Perhaps it's reading a book or you're typing away on some project and all of a sudden somebody starts speaking to you and you're a little distracted. You're trying to listen, but you're already engaged in a project. You're already engaged in perhaps reading or uh, working on uh, a document. And you're trying to listen, but it's hard to multitask. Your brain's not wired to function in that kind of way. So after a while, you kind of begin to like, uh, the voice kind of begins to fade out. And I had that moment really recently with my wife Um, i was typing away and my wife started speaking to me and all of a sudden she paused and she said are you listening and i said yeah yeah of course of course i'm listening Mm -hmm. you know i was making all the affirmative like nods and the grunts like Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. and when she asked me that are you listening i was kind of hoping she wouldn't ask anything further but of course she said then what did i say and you know it, it, nothing came out I said I'm sorry I didn't know and she says why do you not care why do you not listen why do you not pay attention and in it uh, I realized this, there's a value struggle well, my own project was more important than the person I was listening to uh, to such a degree at that time at that moment where I heard but I didn't hear and it didn't stick so I wonder if you ever had that moment because when we look into this passage, we'll begin to see a little of that manifest as we look into, as we read the passage. So why don't we read, and then let's dig in a bit deeper.
1: Hebrews chapter 2, verses 1 through 9. We must pay the most careful attention, therefore, to what we have heard, so that we do not drift away. For since the message spoken through angels was binding and every violation and disobedience received its just punishment, how shall we escape if we ignore so great a salvation? This salvation, which was first announced by the Lord, was confirmed to us by those who heard Him. God also testified to it by signs, wonders, and various miracles, and by gifts of the Holy Spirit distributed according to His will." It is not to angels that He has subjected the world to come, about which we are speaking. But there is a place where someone has testified, What is mankind that you are mindful of them, a son of man that you care for him? You made them a little lower than the angels. You crowned them with glory and honor and put everything under their feet. In putting everything under them, God left nothing that is not subject to them. Yet, at present, we do not see everything subject to them. But we do see Jesus, who was made lower than the angels for a little while, now crowned with glory and honor because He suffered death, so that by the grace of God, He might taste death for everyone.
0: Welcome back to Living Life. Uh, As you may have remembered through our reading, Uh, the very first verse opens with a desperate plea and a cry please if you're hearing this listen and it's not just a oh in passing okay i heard but it's a hear in such a way that it sticks instead of just hearing you're adhering to the message Um, the hearing mentioned here is not just a passive listening but it's a listening that results in action. It's a practical hearing. It results in a practical difference in our life through the hearing. It's, it's not just news. It's good news that leads to change. And what is that news? Uh, the news is the eternally significant message of Jesus, what he has done on the cross, that salvation. And what's challenging oftentimes is um, we ourselves may have experienced it, but you may hear the message, and you can sometimes just walk away. Um, You can hear the most beautiful, most important message, but if it doesn't resound with you at that moment, it's easy just to dismiss it. And sometimes we hear the good news of Jesus Christ, that He offers forgiveness, that He offers salvation to all who hear Him and who obey and who respond to Him. We can hear such an important and beautiful message, but we can simply dismiss it. We may not like the person who's giving the message, or um, we don't like the way it was delivered, or perhaps it just didn't resound in our soul. Whatever the case, today's passage begins with a plea. If you're hearing this message, listen, obey, respond, because this message is life, this message is hope. And what is this message? This is a message that in the scripture, it says that Jesus himself said. And not only Jesus, his disciples said. And not only that, it was also proven and attested to by many signs, by many wonders and miracles. Uh, People were being healed and God was affirming the message through signs. And the signs, uh, I think they're, they're a little challenging because sometimes we're so focused on the miracle. But the miracles are all meant to point to a sign, a point to the truth. And the truth is, Jesus is the one who God has sent to pay for our sins once and for all. So the challenge in today's section is, how do you respond to the gospel? Uh, I think in verse 2 and 3, there's a very, very sobering reminder. Uh, I just want to read it out for us one more time. For the message God delivered through angels has always stood firm and every violation of the law of the law, and every act of disobedience was punished. It wasn't forgotten, it was punished. So what makes us think we can escape if we ignore this great salvation that was first announced by the Lord Jesus Himself and then delivered to us by those who heard Him speak? Now what I want us to see and understand and perhaps even hear and respond to in this section is Scripture and the Bible teaches us that God is love, but it also teaches us that we as individuals, each and every one of us, are accountable to respond to God. Each of us are called to respond to God. God can offer love, but He cannot force our decision to love Him back, because that would not be love in itself. Instead, he has himself given of himself. He has shown love in the person of Jesus by dying on the cross for us, for paying the price for our sins and giving us forgiveness if we put our trust in him. But unless we choose to hold fast to that promise, unless we trust in Jesus and hold fast, it's a meaningless promise. One of my favorite scriptures is John 3, 16. And it says, God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish what's implicit is already if you are not believing in Jesus you are perishing we it's not a message we like to hear because you know we are we're so clear that God is love and God forgives but he only forgives those who respond to him those who come and put their trust in him so what does responding to Jesus look like and we see that a little bit in verses 6 to 8 the author draws from Psalm 8 and he says, God designed mankind to live uh, extremely uh, amazingly. He created them to experience favor with God, to experience a unique dignity and privilege, and also to experience dominion over creation. He created creation, mankind to be uh, living a blessed life in all those ways. Now, my question is, does that sound like you? I would have to say oftentimes it does not sound like myself. Uh, more often, uh, I I notice a lot more in the past, but even today, there's elements where I despise God's favor, or I uh, abuse the privilege He's given me, or um, I don't experience dominion over creation. I'm experienced limitations because of sin. But Jesus has shown what creation is supposed to look like. And in Jesus, we see the fulfillment of God's plan for man and in fact Jesus is a pioneer in showing us what man can look like and if we put our trust in him we can become restored to experience heaven on earth to experience his creation new creation and to experience the original identity that God has for us to be his people to experience his favor to experience his dignity and to experience his rule over this world. So. Uh, today, as we spend some time in meditation, let's reflect on uh, perhaps what it looks like if we put our trust in Jesus and what it looks like um, to experience His rule and His reign in our lives. So let's meditate on that. I began this Living Life by talking about a story of listening. Uh, and it was something with my wife. But when we look at today's passage, God invites each and every one of us, if you're listening now, to listen to God's word and to respond to him. Uh, I mentioned John 3.16, the quote, where God so loves the world that whoever puts their trust in him, whoever believes in him, uh, should not perish but have eternal life but that requires an action on our part. And hearing demands action, not just, oh, a passing, oh, okay, that's nice. But unless we grasp hold of His promise, unless we grab hold of Jesus, unless we put our trust in Him and believe in Him, we will not experience that salvation. We will not experience that restored life. So today, as you're listening, I encourage you, today, call on the name of Jesus for those who do they will be saved. It's a promise in our word, in the Bible, in the Word of God. So let's pray today. Father God, we thank you for your Word. We thank you for the promises contained within it. And Lord, we thank you that in your Word you teach us that you love us so much. Father, would you help us to respond to you and to not let that opportunity pass us by. And today, help us to say, Jesus, I want you in my life. I need you in my life. Would you show yourself to me, and would you help me to put my trust in you, O oh Lord? So we thank you, Jesus, for today. Help us to walk in confidence and uh, in identity in you, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen.